Hello and welcome to Castival. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host, and my job is to pass to you the glow sticks and show you around the most awesome parts of this hypothetical festival. Today's guest is someone who's genuinely a childhood hero of mine. He's an incredibly warm, energetic, and wonderful actor. He's on Fresh Meat, Death in Paradise, Horrible History Movie, and other fantastic programs. Is the absolutely delightful Tony Gardner. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Welcome to I, my festival. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I can imagine we're at the main gates, and it's already the, you can hear the, uh, the 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 beats and the bass already. It's already pumping. We're excited. To yeah, yeah, it's kicking off. I've allowed you to come in through the <laughs> VIP area and oh, join. Oh, thank you. Yeah, at the back. Yeah, yeah. I've, oh, what? I've got a throne there because it's my festival. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. You know what? There's been a lot of egotistical festivals. And they are the best ones as well. But like, uh, I I love that you got a throne already. I can already see it. It's got your name in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. The way I always like to start this podcast is talking about people's music tastes. And um, the generic question I like to ask is: If someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond to that question? Yeah. Uh, uh... Yeah, right. Yeah, it's same. Yeah, uh, oh, very eclectic. <laughs> yes, uh, I exactly. Listen to lots yeah. of stuff, but yeah, I suppose it's just guided by your age and when you grew up. So I, I, I was born in '64, and so I started listening to music in, well, I don't know, '75 and stuff. So I went through punk and then scar and, um, and then indie when I was at uni, and so I like a lot of guitar bands. So, but as you get older. And as Spotify mm-hmm. came along and other streaming services are available, <laughs> um, you tend to, yeah, just, I suppose, yeah, you, you listen to everything. I mean, young people don't follow trends anymore, which is quite interesting. Whereas we would follow, you know, you'd get into jam and then get into mm-hmm. new wave and then get into punk or whatever and follow things. It, it's, a, it's a huge um, smorgasbord of, of, you know, people, my kids just like to listen to Motown or, or, or Hall and Oates uh, or, or, or something very new, you know, it's just, um, so yeah. I, I sort of follow, I just listen to anything now and I'm not, you know, I'm 56 now. I don't give a damn, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about what people think or whether I'm listening <laughs> to the wrong thing. And so, yeah, shame goes out the window really. And, and that's a great way to live. And you make an excellent point. We live in a world where everything's so saturated, where there's tons of everything, where yeah, you can really have a bespoke taste and you can like, uh, well, you can like lots of different things at the same time as well. And I think that's a really wonderful thing to have as well. And people aren't just pigeonholed into being like mods or rockers. You can enjoy both aspects and uh, all the different kind of, there's less tribalism, which I really like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just very different. It's just, uh, it's yeah, there is less tribalism and... Um... That's a good thing. I'm sure it's a good thing. And uh, yeah, and it depends what you're doing. I mean, I run a lot. So, you know, I, I probably listen to different music when I'm running than I do, you know, when I'm when I'm cooking, if you see what I mean. But um, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but I'm a huge fan of festivals and um, didn't really start going to festivals until, gosh, 97 was our first Glastonbury, my wife and I. And um, oh, we've, really? been pretty, we've been pretty much every year since. So I didn't really and I used to live in Trowbridge, which isn't that far from Pilton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never went when I was growing up. And um, so we just started going in 97. And like I said, I probably missed about two or three since then. And so we go every year with our mm-hmm. families and my friends from from uni and stuff. And now we go with our kids. Once they, there's a, there was a 16 cutoff. They're not allowed until they're 16 and they can look after themselves because it's a different mm-hmm. festival then. So yeah, yeah it's, it's all my mates and then they can come <laughs> along and look after themselves because I'm not going to the circus field. and. The kids feel, thank you very much. I'm sitting yeah. around with my mates getting drunk. 
Um, we've had a lot of really wonderful guests on uh, Castable so far, but I think you might be the biggest. But uh, hang on, hang on. We've had a lot of wonderful guests so far, but <laughs> no, on, no, no. It was, it was, it was going to be a positive thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to slag you off mid podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad start. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> that's gone in early. <laughs> Like imagine just like uh, just like it, this isn't a podcast. It's a it's just a, a critique. And uh, um, <laughs> we've had some really wonderful guests on. Right? I think you you might be the most uh, the seasoned veteran of them all because you're a big fan of music festivals and you've been there since like 1997 regularly as well. And uh, most I talk to a lot of comedians who usually just go there for work, but you often go there for pleasure, don't you? No, I only go there for pleasure. I've never, I've never worked at a festival. Absolutely, um, not that sort of comedian, really. Um, yeah, well, I might have done once many, many years ago when I was in double act in Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, no, it's it's purely for pleasure, and uh, it, it was genuinely one of the most upsetting things. Obviously, no, it's not the most upsetting thing. It's the forty, you know, the sixty thousand excess deaths in this country. <laughs> They're probably more upsetting. But mm-hmm. missing festivals. Um, during the pandemic has been because that's because it's our holiday so we've missed Glastonbury and Latitude yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I feel bereft you know it's it's awful and, and the weekend they were on was uh yeah we all had to get together for a big virtual hug us and the 70 people who go with in our group and um oh, bless. yeah yeah so it's been a it, it, that, that's been a shame and I, I'm just praying and hoping it'll mm-hmm. happen next year but I'm not convinced they will yeah it's and mm-hmm. it's so sad because especially with festivals it's kind of like I know it sounds weird, but there's this, there's a, such a community there, and there's a there, it feels like part of a family going to a festival. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you're... yeah, yeah, and Glastonbury very much so. And um, have you done Glastonbury? Uh, so Maybe. I haven't I haven't actually performed there, but I have uh, been there uh, a few times as well. So been there, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's 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 extraordinary. It's not like any other festival, and it's yeah, um, it's, it's you can't really explain it to someone who's not been. But um, mm-hmm. it is it is. You know, it's life changing, really. I think it's certainly brought us closer together as friends. We mm-hmm. wouldn't see our friends for five, ten years at a time, but we see them every year at Glastonbury. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's an extraordinary thing, and um, certainly changed our lives that festival. And I can never see myself not going while I'm mm-hmm. well and able to walk. And every yeah. year I go, and you sort of think, oh, am I going to be the oldest here? But we never are by a long way. So, no, and that's you know. that's what I love about festivals as well. Like, because like uh, for, there there's this idea that it's for young people, and I guess a lot of young people do go. But like, uh, I remember going to like Download, and I'm a big uh, as a teenager, used to really love rock and metal. I still do, but I like lots of different things now. Uh, but equally, like I look, I remember like seeing like uh, like you know quite. Uh, elderly people going to download and that's really cool i like yeah, that like even that. in their 50s my <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he had like a, a couple of gray hairs i thought we were gonna get, yeah, to, get took down but it was to, yeah for, oh whatever yeah <laughs> yeah well one of our group one of our groups because they're friends from i'm from from when i was at university and one of our groups just had a it's just turned 60 and he's just had a a, a, a grandson so uh, that's gonna that was gonna be our first having a grandparent come this year, oh. <laughs> oh, bless but you. it never happened. So maybe yeah. next year. Um, so obviously you've been to so many Glastonbury's and so many festivals. Where what were some of the biggest highlights in the last like two decades? Um, uh, Glastonbury, Glastonbury, Glastonbury is just you know it's so eclectic and there's so many different things that happen. It's it's, it's more about the, the other exp- weird experiences you have there. But musically, um, I, I would say McCartney in 2005 or four, yeah. 2004 was quite extraordinary. Um, that was a brilliant, brilliant concert. I really enjoyed that. And Stormzy last year was was 
was up there, was really up there in terms oh, of wow. pyramid stage acts. It was, I wasn't mm-hmm. planning to see him, you know, it's not my sort of listen, you know, I don't cook to it and I don't yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. to it, but it was, and I, I, I almost went to see Tame Impala on the other stage, yeah. even up to the last minute. And I thought, actually, no, this might be sort of quite an important event. And it was, it was, it was an extraordinary, it sort of moves beyond just being a headline act. It was, um, it was, it was just fabulous. Absolutely fantastic. So those two are always going to be very high up there. And then, and then moments like, you know, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood on the park stage doing a secret sort of set. And, yeah. Oh um, my God. That yeah. Was, that was out of this world. And, uh, but yeah, it's just the laughs and the, and the fun that you have really. That's a very lovely way to articulate it as well. What I also like, we've just kind of noted is that I like how you, you only have two areas where you listen to music, either running or cooking. No other time, no other place. Yeah, you know I mean, that, that was the only time you get to. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, it's, I, I, yeah, I also have it on. Well, it depends. If I'm, if I'm working, working, yeah. writing, I, I can't really have music. Well, this is why I sort of dance music is quite good, actually. So I would listen to oh, um, really? sort of am, more ambient stuff. Yeah. Okay, I totally yeah. listen to Underworld and things like that and dance music when I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't listen to anything sort of very, very vocal um, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm doing some writing and things like that or trying to concentrate. But yeah, yeah for sure. Like I think myself, I, I like to listen to like video game soundtracks or just film soundtracks because they, they're there to be in the background to help yeah. you focus on the thing you're doing as well. I, I find that really helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting, isn't it? Um, so um, obviously we talked about music festivals. Did you ever want to be a musician before becoming an actor? No, 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 no. Well, I used to, I, no, I didn't want to be a musician. I was really fascinated with guitar all my life. And I got a, a guitar when I was about 13, but I was dreadful. Always, always <laughs> was. And, and, but funnily enough, I've been learning piano in the last year. My wife got me lessons without telling me. And because um, we've got a piano and the kids don't, they, they sort of got to grade when the saints go marching in and then gave up. So we've got yeah. piano, this piano in our room that we bought 15 years ago. And I, it just seems such a waste. And so I'm I'm doing that, and it's yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. So I'm just about to take my grade two. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm no, it's never going to get anywhere. But and I, funny enough, I haven't picked up a guitar. I've always got a guitar in my office. <laughs> I would always pick it up and things and play very badly. But I haven't touched it at all. So because it's all about learning music as well, which I'm enjoying as well, which is difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it's difficult, and scales are difficult, and and yeah, and so yes, yeah, been um, lockdown's been fantastic for that. <laughs> Absolutely, we've yeah. got something to do. Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, I, I, I started uh, learning keyboard about a year ago and I'm still very bad at it. But do you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea that you never stop learning something different. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that's a, no. a nice motif. No, it's great. And it was quite fun going in for my grade one. I was hoping there was going to be loads of little kids there so I could come out and go, <laughs> yes, yes, nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> but there wasn't. They sort of put the adults in doing their grade ones and these people sort of, yeah. But he loved it. He, was, he said, oh, I love it when I see someone coming in doing their grade one who's maybe sort of middle-aged. It's, it's yeah. Quite <laughs> so they, they, they're quite respectful and they think it's cool that we've just gone, actually, yeah, I'm going to be doing my grade one, sod it. Yeah. But yeah, but musicians <laughs> always, always, I realise now, mean, it, 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 well, the one way I sort of identify that how important they are is I, I've never been starry at all meeting any actors at all or mm-hmm. anyone in the entertainment business it doesn't and it's fine they're great I've got great respect for them but I lose my shit well, we love swearing here yes go for it I lose my shit when I meet <laughs> musicians it's just it's just they mean so much more I mean I just I, and I've met very few but the ones that I have met over the years and I've been lucky enough lucky enough to to meet a fair few now um of just you know it's just wonderful I've got so much respect for them and uh yeah that, that that's uh that's my um 
I get very starry if I'm, I always wonder about who the most starry I would be <laughs> in my play with myself. What would be the most starry and the most tongue-tied I'd be? And it would probably be McCartney, I'd have thought. Oh, yeah. I, but, I would probably lose my, my head if I met him. Oh, my gosh. I, I think me too as well. Yeah. Uh, but why do you think it is towards musicians as opposed to any other entertainer? What is it about uh, musicians that makes you go, like tend to a fan I don't girl. know. I suppose it's, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say just because it's, it's so important to me, music, and, it, and it's probably made me feel more emotional, it being music, which is a very great generalization, but I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably be more mu moved by music. I have definitely 100% been more moved by music over the years in terms of the amount of move um, yeah. uh, than I have any, any other art form. So I suppose it's that. And uh, so to meet the people who produce that and uh, yeah, jo Joni Mitchell, I've got a picture of her. I'm just looking at on my wall that's mm. signed and uh, yeah, meeting her would be <gasps> extraordinary, except that she's a very difficult woman. <laughs> I know yeah. she, I'd, <laughs> yeah. still would, I'd still, can you imagine meeting someone like that? But I then uh, just above her, I've got a picture of Stan Laurel. I know he's dead. And I, I, so there you go. So I'm just changing my mind a bit because if I'd have met him, that yeah. would have, uh, yeah, I'd have found that extraordinary. But we're not talking about, about musicians. <laughs> That's my other podcast. It's Slapstick and Girl with Matt Horse. It's a different podcast, oh, okay. but yeah, right. yeah, you're welcome on it sometime. Anytime. Um, before we move on to the uh, next part of our, our podcast, what's the craziest crowd you've ever been in? Has there ever been any kind of like uh, uh, intense or uh, bewildering crowds you've been in in your life? Um... No, I can't really think of anything. I tend not to go to the front of all these things, and um, mm -hmm. they give me this, they make me a bit scared and stuff. So I'm <laughs> oh, not bless. scared. It's just I've, even as a youngster, so I, I don't like that whole idea of my mates used to get out the front of jam concerts and stuff. And I just mm -hmm. don't know how they could do that. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to keep out of all that. Um, so no, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I tend to keep. We, we have a nice little area that we have a little bit of space. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah we, we keep out of it when we're at, 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 at Glastonbury. Um, well, although I kind of, um, that's, that's, that's absolutely fair enough, but I also can see you being like crowd surfing in as well. Like, so I can definitely see the two. I'm always threatening there. to, and my wife pulls me back. Because <laughs> that's the sort of thing I would do. And I yeah. used to, it's really weird because I get spotted in crowds at Glastonbury. Yeah. And, and someone took a video of me last year at a King Princess gig at Glastonbury at the park stage, and it went a bit get some lad bible whatever it yeah is, because i did my parents are aliens and so mm -hmm. th these these kids are there and now adults who sort of grew up watching that show so they get a bit excited when they see me sort of yeah there. and usually because we've got some dress theme so i was in some giraffe prince suit yeah <laughs> yeah hat and dancing like you do you know and then you get yeah. the video it's fine i don't mind at all it could be a lot lot worse there could be yeah. some terrible videos of me going around <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, one's, no one's ever found me yeah absolutely <laughs> But um, I like it's, it's a threat, isn't like this year, it might be the year, you know, we better, you better listen to me or else I'm going over the top. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, there's been a lot of that over the years, my poor wife, <laughs> uh, me doing stupid things. Why have you done that? Because, yeah, I, I would do that. Uh, never. No, I haven't, I haven't stayed. I have stage dive once um, in Edinburgh. <sighs> And it was Bill Bailey's band called Beer Gut 100. And, and I used to do it every night for something to do. So who was in it? Bill Bailey and Kevin Eldon and Martin oh Treneman. And um, yeah. I used to get up on the stage when they were singing some sort of punk song and, and do a stage ride. But I wouldn't. I would then, the, the gag was that I would then gently have to get down and people would <laughs> I did it every night for about 10 nights. It was quite tedious the yeah. first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I think it's time to go. Um, we're already in the, the, uh, the front gates of your festival, but let's go behind the throne and sort out some of the fundamentals of your camp. Thank you so much for listening to Castable. We hope you're enjoying towards the end of the season. If you like what we do, why don't you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get this from, because those ratings really help us. They allow us to be seen more. And why don't you tell your friends about it as well? If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us your own lineup. Email us at castablepodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow us at castablepodcasts on Twitter. And you can also follow me at Matt House Comedy on Twitter, Instagram. And if you want some extra entertainment, why don't you follow me on Twitch as well, also at Matt House Comedy. There's lots of things going on. We hope you enjoy this episode and enjoy the rest of the season. Castable, are you ready? Here we go! Tony, do you have the name of your festival? No, no, I don't have any name. It would have to be Tony Fest or something, or Garden <laughs> Fest. Uh, no, I, I, you, you've, I, I, if I'd have had a chance to think about it, I would have put at least 10 minutes thought into it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I haven't. It will be something quite, the something festival that like, you know, like they have the Wilderness Festival or this. Or, yeah. or don't know, don't know, or something stock. Tony Stock. There you go. <laughs> Tony Stock. It sounds like a, a mafia boss. Hey, Tony Stock. Yeah, or, uh, or, or an estate agent. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stock. Don't plumber. Tony Stock plumbers. A plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Tony Stock. Or you could have something like the Gardener's Variety or something like that. Uh, or something like that. There's, um, there's definitely some pun there somewhere, but that's not for me to find out. I like Tony Stock. That's good. Okay, that'll do. Do you know where that's geographically your festival will take place? No, no, no. Every every other festival is is always going to be in in the shadow of Glastonbury and Latitude. I love Latitude, so yeah. No, I don't mind where it is as long as it's not pissing down with rain. <laughs> um, so in England, I think that's England, Scotland doesn't matter. In Great Britain, um, I think I would rely a lot on on the great organisation that we have because I think it's one thing that over the years it used to be just Glastonbury and and a couple of other festivals, or whatever, or maybe three, or, you know, five or six, ten, or whatever. Um, it's something we do really well. I think uh, I think we're yeah. great at it, and I think the rest of the world must look at us and think, you know, like Coachella or whatever, and just see mm. that we just we're really good at organising events where you know thousands and thousands of people sit in the open air for a weekend and listen to live music and that's basically what festivals are and what they can, should be the, Brilliant. The, thought, the thought that we're not going to have it for another 18 months or whatever is a nightmare but there you go um so no great britain actually somewhere close to my home so yeah somewhere reasonably near colchester so i don't have to travel too far <laughs> so yeah because that, that happens quite a lot there because like, some people are like yeah just like it's somewhere nice but actually just outside of my house would be great actually yeah, so, yeah 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 essex it has to be in essex there we go i want there essex we go. festival used to go to v festival quite a lot um back mm-hmm. in, in the day and uh that's now shut and it's closed uh, so yeah, somewhere in Essex because uh, uh, I like I like Essex. So yeah. So talking about it being close to your proximity, would you be camping at the festival? Is there camping at your festival? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's got a camp. You've got to make yeah. a whole weekend of it. I mean, Glastonbury, we turn up on the Saturday, uh, just, we turn up on a Tuesday night. Yes, mate. We camp, we, we queue up um, all night and uh, in the queue for however many hours that is. And they let you in about eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're there Wednesday till, you know, we leave Monday morning, early Monday morning. So, um, and that's, you know, it's a, it's a good week. So that's what festivals should. This isn't going to be as big as Glastonbury. Nothing can be as big as Glastonbury. I don't know how big this is. I mean, I've got a lot of meetings to have about it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you're lucky that I can give you this hour to talk about it because I've got several phone calls to make. Meetings, so I've got to talk to loads of people are pitching in, obviously want to do it, the mean fiddler lot and all. And I tell you what, they, I've got about like 15 meetings uh, for the throne alone. You know what I mean? It's a giant. I know, I know, I know, I know. Who's going to make the throne? Exactly. It's like a, it's like Game of Thrones esque, if you know what I mean. Uh, um, but yeah, but I, uh, I like it because uh, some people come on here who are very kind of anti camping, and I think it's I and people don't like staying there for the whole week. But I love it when like it's you have to. I think it is a holiday. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that whole week is really important. Um, yeah, you know, it's if it, every festival is different for everyone. It's such an individual thing. But no, it just so happens that our thing is to we've had an opportunity to to go in the, um, the t- we had a TP one year, but none of us it was muddy that year, so we didn't all go over there. We just stayed, uh, and even most people will all camp in the same area. So, like I said, there's about seventy of us. So, you know, we'll have thirty odd tents, forty tents, and um, we always camp. And and people say, surely you go backstage, surely you go VIP. I said, no, we've got to stay with my mates because that's the whole <laughs> part of the fun is making your way back there. And there's always someone sat up talking and drinking mm-hmm. and used to be sort of scaring staring into a, a campfire and talking there's less fires at glastonbury which is remiss really i don't know yeah. why that's happened but um probably for health and safety <laughs> yeah. I, I would i would like i would like campfires at, uh, at this festival definitely yeah because campfires are great as well and I, they i the... you used to come over the hill at glastonbury used to park in the 90s you used to park and the first thing you'd see would be the smoke coming yeah. up on the wednesday and and just and then you and you when you get back from glass you absolutely stink of yes of bonfires yeah. and things and it just doesn't happen anymore. it's fine it's you know this, this is just progress it just moves yeah. on but it was a great thing and joe strummer was very into it hence strummerville at glastonbury and the whole idea of campfire and sitting around and staring into a fire and talking shit is uh or not so <laughs> shit you know you know but is is is, yeah. a, is a great thing it's very primeval thing isn't it it's what it's what we've always done and it's where art stems from i suppose is just mm-hmm. telling stories and, and the campfire is a very important part of that and i, I absolutely that smell as well I, like that's so evocative like if i get that whiff of a campfire smell uh, and it just takes me back as well uh, yeah 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 Although on the flip side, I remember uh, going to Leeds Festival when I was a teenager. And, when they uh, set get, fire to the loose. Yeah, yeah. Well, literally, like on the sun, I went there for a very, lots of years. Every Sunday was like, uh, like it was like hell on earth. You set fire I mean? to like, Lou Day. Yeah, yeah. It was li- like not even just. I was there. Tents. I was there those years. Because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were we used to, we filmed my parents' reunions in Leeds, so that's oh, where we really? did we, we did get VIP there actually because um, uh, we were off we're off the telly and that was yeah. fun. That was good fun. But yeah, I had some nice times at uh, Leeds Festival. <laughs> That's three or four of those. That's brilliant. Saw the streets doing their first ever gig there. I'm sure I did. And Arcade Fire's first ever in UK gig, I think I saw there. Or maybe in the second. They might have been at Reading the day before, but there you go. Tell you what, like you, th- there's high potential, Tony, for you to make me very jealous in the course of this uh, podcast interview. Because like uh, so far, you're making me just going, oh, I wish I could be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, 
Okay, so I think um, I think it's time to head to your festival and let's see who's playing. About to drop some matches like I know I should But I just remember that I left it in the club I don't know how I'll get my high I take a look around and know I sigh But then my salvation, it comes through Cause I'm inhaling pure O2 Cause I'm going into the oxygen tank Cause I'm going into the that was actually quite disappointing. Firstly, how many days have you got for your festival? Well, in what I did, this is what I did, Matt. Yes. I decided not to go down the line of the all-time greatest and sort of have the Beatles mm -hmm. subbed by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Joni Mitchell on the other stage and things like that. I just, well, you could have Joni Mitchell, although her voice isn't very good. So this is this is this could happen, is what yeah. I'm saying. These are people who are alive. Some of the bands don't exist anymore, but they could reform for this festival. So that's what I've done. It's a decision I've made and I've stuck to. Yeah. You know, I'm not having Richard Bri Richard Pryor in the comedy tent. I'm not having yeah. a comedy tent. So I've gone for two stages. I've chosen a main stage and a, what do I call them? Bigger stage and smaller stage. Again, yeah. I've got meetings about that later <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Um, with my ideas people, uh, my, my stage name ideas people, <laughs> who, will, who will actually be genuinely cross that you've laughed at that. <laughs> well, I, what I like is that I, I worry that this is a podcast, and I, but I feel that like you've taken it from being hypothetical to being a reality here. This could be a real thing. We can make this happen, Tony. Well, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't quite understand why you're saying, of course we can, but yeah. <laughs> So, 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 so uh, this is this is how I went about it. So that I've got alive people, people who are alive and are still playing music, mm -hmm. and I've chosen three days, and I chose the times of the park stage for the smaller stage, and the times of last year's park stage, and the times for we won't go through the times, but yeah, basically it gives us about eight acts per day, doesn't it? Yeah, and um, and then I've got a late night thing going on as well. I think late night, and I've put them on these stages, but like at Latitude, you, the late nights stuff goes on somewhere else and and but anyway so uh, i uh, at the end of the headliner there's always two acts on the main stage on the no, i've got them on the smaller stage mm -hmm. yeah so there you go also so i be believe you mentioned that you put some acts on for your daughters or for your, uh, oh yeah no i've got i've got three kids i've only got one daughter i've got three kids who are now 18 25 and 21 um, i don't know why i said them in that order probably <laughs> i don't like the 21 year old um the and so I've I've chosen my so it's for my acts but festivals are all about family and, and friends and so I've let them all have a, a choice of acts I said you can choose some acts to go on in the festival I think they would have come anyway but it makes sure that they come yeah absolutely and so they've got something and then it gives me something to listen to that I haven't particularly listened to before which I think is important for festivals anyway the the, the festival itself isn't just these two stages it's just I've curated did these two stages mm -hmm. there's a hell of a lot going on elsewhere and obviously you know, this, this is, yeah this is a podcast so we can't fit them all in this is just a quick no, fix yeah, this no, is like no. listen i'm just talking my two <laughs> stages there's a i have a, a genuine worry here that i won't be able to see all the acts but i've decided that 
there'll be a backstage area where I can quickly <laughs> flip from one side of the stage, one at one stage to the other or the other one quite quickly. So again, these aren't set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to talk to the, the managers <laughs> people of, 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 the, of the artists and stuff and and some of them won't be happy where they've been put but they can stuff it um yeah. <laughs> so Brilliant it, there's there's a lot to talk about but this is really preliminary uh stuff here so this is okay. early days of this festival so i think we why don't we start off with who is the first person to open up the festival who's who's the first act? i've got like yeah there's, so the first act is pre-act is i've said it's unsigned twat but <laughs> I noticed. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed that. It's, a, it's an yeah. act called Jack Gardner, and yeah. uh, that's my son, my my eldest oh, son, brilliant. who uh, who he's not a musician, but he plays at people's weddings, and he is a musician. He's very good, but that's not his job, and he's he's mm-hmm. he's not doesn't play professionally, but he he wanted to to play. So I've put him on before the main. He's not happy. He wanted, <laughs> to, he wanted to go second to the the headliner, um, <laughs> but I'm not doing that. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Because it's literally going to get me and his mum there. It's, yeah. his, his brother and sister have already said they're not coming. Yeah. Because it's too early. Because I think it's a 10.30 start. Yeah. And it's, like, it's on the Fridays, but the Thursday will be hammered. Because elsewhere, we've got the cider bus from Glastonbury is going to be there. Um, mm. The West Holtz bar is going to be there called something else. There's all sort of Glastonbury things that will come yeah. in. So anyway, the chances of him getting anyone there is very small but it implicated him and it means at least he'll come <laughs> what i like what i love it's like this is uh, yeah there's already a lot of diplomatic uh to and froing already it's hell <laughs> it's, it's it's a nightmare it's absolutely not i'm quite stressed about it it's bad enough being in a pandemic <laughs> and, and you know having to socially distance let alone trying to sort out my son wanting yeah. to play on, on the main stage at 9 30 at night because like on your lineup it says unsigned twat as well and i yeah. genuinely it took me a while because i thought that was just some punk band called unsigned twat because i thought that that's a cool name actually but like uh, i wasn't sure if it was a band or not to be honest <laughs> no no it's, it's the unsigned twat moment it'll be quite famous it'll become like the legend slot yeah so every year when you know the, the every year this festival goes on the, the pre-act will be the unsigned twat it used to be quite a big moment at glastonbury having the, the first person to play on the mm-hmm. pyramid stage and um uh, it still sort of is i've seen the darkness do it and kate oh. nash did it once and uh yeah but anyway so he's on the the smaller stage jack gardner he's going to do a set he'll do, his, he'll do his wedding set <laughs> well i also i think uh, for next year's or future years for unsigned twat you can have all the people completed their grade ones do it you know what i mean like uh, there'll be a, they, a, a, a yeah, branch so of a I can piano do players yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly every year it's a different gardener it's great yeah yeah okay no one will be there anyway, it's too early. <laughs> All right, brilliant. So shall we start off with the smaller stage and uh, okay. work away uh, across? First act is someone called Self-Esteem, who I've just got into, actually, Justin Morehouse. Um, yes. Uh, interviewed absolutely. her on his podcast. Um, mm. She's wonderful. She's called Rebecca Lucy Taylor, and uh, I've just listened to her quite a lot in the last few weeks. It's so wonderful, put, put isn't it? opening the stage. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, right. I just think the music's not like anything else. And to, I've seen her live and her stuff live on YouTube and she does all this, this sort of fantastic dancing with these other two vocalists. Mm-hmm. And uh, self-esteem is, is just her. She does all the stuff in studio. and uh, But live, she has a band. And I think mm-hmm. she's great. It'd be a good start. And she, um, self-esteem is one of the artists which has 
picked quite regularly on a, a castle actually and, really uh, yeah yeah so uh, I, I, I want to know who's been on this but don't tell me now because it'll put me off but maybe afterwards <laughs> i'll ask you <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah you I'll keep let you saying know. you've had some fantastic acts yeah and, and you also said earlier to me off off recording that, that you finished the first series i don't know how i'm getting in where am i <laughs> This is a season eleven, and season it's season eleven, uh... is it? Yeah, I've been. season eleven. We got anyone else we can put on? We've still got that Tony Gardner one from two thousand and twenty. Well, I tried to get Jack Gardner on, but he's, he's just too now. busy. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so, um, yeah, self-esteem. So self-esteem to open. I mean, listen, I might be wrong in some of these orders, and also obviously some of them might not want to open. They might want to go elsewhere. But anyway, so, so Jack Gardner followed by self-esteem. Okay, next one is uh, Abby Osea. You won't have heard of her, but you might have heard of her. She's she's uh, got a fantastic track called Running. Uh, Abby is someone I know, and uh, uh, she was at Bristol University with Jack Gardner, funnily enough, who opened <laughs> on the Elmsine <laughs> Swat. Absolutely, absolutely. And Abby is a fantastic recording artist, and uh, brilliant. I think she's going to be wonderful. And um, I've seen her at Latitude playing, and uh, she's a friend, and um, I'm very proud of her. And uh, yeah, she'd be brilliant there. So, so, what kind of music does Abby do? Oh, beautiful, it's very soulful, sort of. Yeah, she's just got this most tremendous voice, but a lot of the stuff I think is quite quite mellow and 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 almost dancey and and uh, a lot of them are remixed her tracks the track called running she's had millions of hits on spotify brilliant so, yeah so it's i i really like massive attack and people like that and mm-hmm. um, and everything but the girl their later sort of stuff when they did sort of dancey stuff so yeah she i'm very fond of, of her music anyway but she's someone i know which i think is great wonderful You'll, you'll notice as we go through it that I've got a lot of female artists because I yeah. sort of seem to be quite a fan of, uh, of, of female, the female voice of some. Well, genuinely, in real festivals and in the podcasts as well, like uh, we do are on the side of it's, sometimes it can be a bit male heavy, which is a shame. And uh, sometimes and, it always is. There was famously yeah. only about three or four years ago where they blacked out uh, uh, with a marker all the artists at the Reading and Leeds. Mm-hmm. who weren't fronted by uh, a female artist or were a female artist. And there was only about four acts there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but I think Glastonbury's changed that. And, and even this year that was, that was cancelled, I think there was more than 50%, I'm sure, that were a female artist. So, uh, yeah, anyway. But I've not done it for that reason. I've just, yeah. just like, I've always liked the female voice. But Absolutely. There you go. So after Abby Osea, we've got Tennis. Right. Um, and that's uh, Tennis is a, a, an American band who I, I, I don't know. So what I've done, the bands that I don't know, because Tennis was chosen by Rebecca, who is my son Jack's fiance. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so she's she's chosen Tennis. And, and uh, so I, I've put I made a, a Spotify playlist that I run to recently called Castable. And uh, yes. so, I've been li- so I've been listening to, to the acts, the acts that I don't know and Tennis are yeah. one of them. And uh, yeah, they're great. Really good. A lovely duo from America. And uh, really sort of quite 70s jack and rebecca seem to be in sort of quite sort of 70s sort of um uh yeah vocalists and and mm-hmm. uh, songwriting sort of uh carol bayer sager that sort of thing and um it sounds to me like that anyway but that's a, a obscure reference but <laughs> carol king that sort of thing yeah yes okay. yeah cool tennis so tennis very good then pale waves who i love i think pale waves are fantastic again fronted by a female vocalist um they're a, a manchester uh, oh really goth, goth band yeah 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 are yeah. oh, they're great so good live so good live and 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 sort of very uh sort of poppy goth sort of thing something poppy i would goth. never thought i'd really yeah. <laughs> I do really really like them i think they're great 
So do you think a lot of your acts, have you seen them live before? Or, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, to be honest, I have, yeah. But that's okay. It's my festival, shut Absolutely. up. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Um, do, but I, do, you do what I like. <laughs> I can have you thrown out. Oh, no, please. I've got just got the VIP pass, please. Uh, <laughs> All right, go on. But um, I, I kind of like it. Uh, but do you think it's important to see a band live to become a fan of their music? No, no, not necessarily. No, no, I don't. I no, I, I, I don't think I've seen them all live. No, no, just if if, if I like a band, I'll do everything I can to go and see them. So that's yeah. how it works. So that, it just so happens that these are all bands I really, really like, or, or artists I really, really like, and I, I have seen them because I go out of my way to make sure I see them. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a really good cool answer. Uh, I remember reading in Slash's autobiography. Well, I'm sure it's uh, ghost written, but like uh, he talked about in the '80s, he would only trust seeing a uh, listen to a band's live album before checking out their other stuff. Uh, and I was never sure how that would work. And, and I just thought that, I just thought I'd ask you that question. That was the context for that, for that question there. But I just- Oh yeah, okay. No, I've never really been like that. I've, I've sort of fond of live albums. Yeah, but I tend, no, no, I wouldn't sort of listen to them over the studio version of many, anything, even the great ones. Thin Lizzy's Live and Dangerous, because unfortunately that's sort of a bit, they've all been manipulated, haven't they? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Re-recorded in the studio, all the bum notes have been re-recorded and things like that. But. But so yeah. after, after your poppy goths, who have you got? Uh, after Pale Waves, um, the Beths, who I've got into recently. But again, that's a choice of, of the unsigned twat. Um, <laughs> the Beths are from New Zealand. Uh, they're great, really good. A New Zealand pop band, yeah. And yeah. I just, uh, again, female fronted, but um, it, that's Jack's choice. That's uh, one yeah. of Jack's choices. But, and again, Dent May following on. That's uh, Dent May's, my son's really into Dent May, um, singer-songwriter from America. Uh -huh. Um, to the extent he's just had a tattoo on his arm of one of oh, his really? titles, which is embarrassing. It's stalking. <laughs> it's literally stalking Dent May. <laughs> oh God, this seems like it's, this is Jack and Rebecca's stage because following on from Dent May is, and then we're now what? This is eight. This is ten fifteen at night. Yeah, this is late. So this is this is the official headliner of that stage. So it's quite a chilled out stage. Yeah, it's very very stage. There's a, certainly a theme, and I really like it. Yeah, 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 uh, and that's deliberately so. Mm -hmm. well, it says, it says, yeah, it is. Um, and so Father John Misty, who is a great artist, but again, that's Jack and Rebecca's choice. And uh, I love not, I've not seen him live. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I, I only uh, last year I got into Father John Misty and what a what a wild trip as well there. And uh, obviously there's a lot of different names with Father John Misty. There's a lot of different monikers with that as well. But like, yeah, there's some uh, really wonderful albums there as well. I think I, I Love You Honey Bear. It's, uh, it's a oh, great album I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. No, he seems like a fantastic artist. And from, from what I hear, he's amazing live. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he, he would be great to see. So there you go. That's that one. And then I've got something called Late Night and I've got them on Ooh. this stage every night. Yeah. So I think this stage will, it's going to be like the park stage. So I want it in a sort of a natural hollow somewhere, you know, like a mm. natural amphitheater. Of, and then and then at night it just gets a bit sort of dancey or whatever. Yeah. This night, not so much because my, my youngest has chosen this and I can barely get a word out of him. He's 18. <laughs> So he, he mumbled a couple of artists to me and I had to say, pardon, what did you, who? Um, so these are two artists who I didn't really know. And again, I've put them on my castable playlist and I've been listening and I actually quite like them. Yeah. It's sort of, um, both these artists seem to be from the same sort yeah. of genre mm -hmm. and they're Brockhampton and Tyler, the creator. Yeah. Um, cool. And it's, 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 uh, it's sort of rap music, but quite soulful and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quite lyrically sort of, 
interesting and um yeah so they can't uh, say again two artists i've never seen and uh, mm -hmm. but again it all i literally let had to let him have the choice of the <laughs> otherwise he won't come he's turned yeah. down glastonbury once when he was oh about my god 17 i've never understood that he was going to come this year but yeah he's a he's a he's a he's an odd one <laughs> in terms yeah. of that he's not his love <laughs> <laughs> so those are his two acts so yeah it's gonna all kick off there uh, uh, with Brilliant. Hampton and Tyler the creator and that's um you've had a quite a chill day all day and then it's quite nice to have like that late night treat if you know what I mean so like it's a different yes, I think event. so yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I'm sorry Tony. I think you're right actually no no I'm, I think you're right that's good yes thank you thank you <laughs> I, I was gonna have it I didn't realize it was an exam Oh, wait, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> no, I, no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm only joking. I'm only no. joking. <laughs> well, I, I feel so attacked already. That's not bad. Anyway. That's Friday. So Friday's a good, that's a good Friday. You're on the well, bigger stage. Yes. Yes, let's do that. So we open with Rufus, Rufus Wainwright. Mm -hmm. I'll be able to go between stages because yes, you know, they'll be close. So uh, Rufus, I, I, he's, he's a fantastic artist who I got into reasonably late about the time of, of the want albums, want one and want two, and then it sort of found his back catalog after that. And uh, yeah. I've seen him several times and, and I just think he's just incredible artist. So um, that'll be great. And it, oh, yeah. wow, follow, followed by Ben Folds. Oh my okay. God. Yeah. Now that could be Ben Folds or Ben Folds 5. I don't mind either. I'm a huge fan of Ben Folds and he's been brilliant during lockdown actually. Oh really? Doing yeah, doing gigs from his apartment in in he's in Sydney. I, I think he might have even been stuck there on tour or something. Always, I know his daughter lives there. Daughters, I think. And uh, he's just been doing these amazing. They're on YouTube. These amazing gigs and stuff for his fans and stuff uh, on a, on a Saturday night about one o'clock in the morning. Um, but anyway, but he's just brilliant. Anyway, he's yeah. just an amazing artist and and live or or with Ben Folds Five. Um, he's he's a he's a real talent. Ask Rufus. I suspect they'll do something together, which they have done in That's the past. That's so cool. So again, their people are talking at the moment, which is quite mm. exciting. Their mm. people are talking to see if they will sort of do something live because I asked. <laughs> um, well, Ben Folds as well. It's uh, Ben. Yeah, I I don't know loads of it, but I know a lot of my friends like Ben Folds. So uh, where would uh, where would you recommend me starting with Ben Folds? Uh, to kind of uh, is there an album in particular or a certain think, song I you would recommend? Whatever and ever, amen. I think oh, there's even his first album's fantastic. The early stuff is is the Ben Folds Five was what he sort of started off with. He, so it's on Spotify you find it sort of split between Ben Folds and Ben Folds Five, but um, Ben Folds Five were a three piece, so um, guitar, bass, and drums, uh, piano, bass, and drums. Um, interesting enough start with maybe the first two Ben Folds albums. But That's wonderful. It's, it's, he's fantastic, great, great lyricist and, and, and fantastic musician, fantastic musician. Yeah, I think from what my friends say, it's, uh, there's a lot of, there's a wonderful musicianship in the works, which makes it like uh, masterful uh, from, from what I gather. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also interesting seeing him live in those early days and now, but you know, with the idea of a piano being a percussion instrument, he was a, he was as trained as a drummer, yeah. a classical drummer, I think. And um, but that when he really gets going, <laughs> it's all this footage of him throwing the piano stool at the keys and all this. <laughs> he's he's just brilliant. He was just so good. So yes, Ben Folds. That, that'll be that'll be very exciting. Okay. Followed by another female vocalist. I've put her on the main stage. Yes. Good for her. Called King Princess. Have you heard of her? 
so genuinely, the only reason I know King Princess is because I watched a video of uh, you in uh, on my Bible earlier today as well uh, at the front of King Princess, and uh, that, that's unfortunately the only I was, reason. I was, I was watching it. Yeah, it just looks creepy, doesn't it? Some fifty-year-old man singing along to a twenty-one-year-old New Yorker. Oh God! It's in all fairness, like genuinely, like. Um, like this might just be my interpretation but i actually think it's like wonderful as well like i think uh yeah but then again i i don't want to seem like i'm being patronizing uh but equally i just think it's uh, i think it's great that you're enjoying yourself and everyone should be like i've been in so many gigs where people are so uptight it's like no that's certainly the vibe i bring that's, that's certainly the vibe yeah, yeah. Well, it's glastonbury isn't it but but again you know these she's an artist who's really you know, produced music in the last year or so, or, you know, since the beginning of your career when she was 19, whatever, that's really just, I love, you know, isn't it great when you find an artist that you just want to listen to everything they do and you just want to put that album on and just listen to it. I just think she's fantastic. I just think she's a really great artist. Mark Ronson's producing stuff with her now and uh, I think she's going to be a big, big star, big star. Well, she is already, but yeah, she's fantastic. Wonderful. Um, so who's on After King Princess? Haim. Yes, another popular one as well. More female vocalists. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, everyone now from those is female vocalists. Oh, well, there you go. Haim, you love Haim. That new album of theirs, brilliant. Yeah, I, think, I, think I just think music. they're great. I've, I have seen them. I have seen them and uh, I've loved them since the very beginning, actually. All their stuff, really, really like it. So yeah, they'll be fantastic and brilliant live. Really, really good live. Yeah. Yeah, so who are the final three? And the final three? Three are, this is like a proper festival, this one, because this would yeah. work. This You'd have Haim followed by Lord. Oh. She might want a headline. Lord, I don't really know. And I probably, uh, I, uh, she's the choice of Maisie, my daughter, mm-hmm. um, to get her to come along to the festival. I think she would have come anyway. But So Lord yeah. is, is for her, Maisie and her friends. So that was her choice. And, and I think it's a pretty good choice. I, I, from what I've seen, I really like um I also think I like Lord would be... Like you say headline, but I actually think third down. That's like it's, I like. I always love the the free from the top because it's a very special slot there. It's like just as the evening settling down and people are starting to well, it's like. The sunset, uh, it's the sunset slot. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. big elbow do it at Glastonbury and um, yes. yeah, um, Radiohead. I think of no, 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 no. It was the, it was Tom York and yeah. Johnny Greenwood. But yeah, that that third from from headliner is mm-hmm. or yeah is usually the the sunset. But she'd be great. Oh, but yeah, particularly on the Friday where things is, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of atmosphere on the night. Lord, she can really bring it as well. I, oh I yeah, just... and she, they'll obviously, you know, every artist on the bill that I've mentioned so far will be just busting a gut because it's my festival. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. in the contract. They, they don't um, want to let they don't want to let me down. Exactly. They can see you on be, the throne. You know, the pulling back. out a little bit extra just for Tony. So we might just please let him invite us back next year. <laughs> I want to go to that cider bus thing again. It's brilliant. He's got this weird throne and it's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, uh... but it's fine. It's sort of ironic and it's, oh, he's such a good guy. He's really good. Apparently he used to be an actor till the uh, pandemic when the industry yeah. stopped. And he, start, and he started, he started, he started organising festivals. <laughs> Um, but he's tricked out some podcaster he keeps on trying to talk to him it's very awkward yeah, so, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, after Lord uh, you Lord have... is, is, is Lauren Hill who oh jeez I love Lauren Hill I, and, I actually um, have well, no idea who Lauren Hill is uh, Lauren Hill is. Could you you're explain? joking. Um, yeah, genuinely, I feel really ashamed. But uh, I suppose it me? could be an age thing. Well, she was at Glastonbury last year, probably in pretty much the same slot, probably in the Lord slot last year on the Pyramid stage. She didn't wasn't great at Glastonbury, although that might have been because I wasn't great at Glastonbury. I was mm. drunk at that moment. <laughs> but I'd seen her before, seen her a few times before. Um, Lauren Hill was in the um, 
uh, she's a hip hop artist who was in the Fugees. Oh, okay. Fugees. Yeah. And then Ms. Lauren Hill, she's, everyone calls her Ms. Lauren Hill. She's, um, she put out this album after the Fugees called The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And uh, mm -hmm. it's a classic. It's absolute classic. And she can be difficult and she can be a bit maverick and, um, and be late on stage and whatever, but she seems to be coming back to her best. And she's, she's not really performed. She sort of took about five, ten years out, I think, of, of, of touring, but she seems to be back. And uh, yeah, no, she's just someone who's moved me over the years who I would love to see at a festival. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I won't be as drunk this time, Lauren. <laughs> well, there's no promises there. That side of yeah. us is ready and willing to go. So. Yeah, she'll be happy there in there because she's between Lord and the headliner, which will be Beyonce. Oh my God. Yes. Beyonce. Yeah. yeah Beyonce to headline. And I, have only, I saw Beyonce at Glastonbury and I wasn't really aware of all her stuff. And it's only since Lemonade that I've, and only recently yeah. I've started really getting into it and then seeing that, that live um, thing on Netflix that she did. And, uh, yeah. and, and um, I'm a big fan of um, the dissect podcast. Do you know that? I don't actually. No. Oh, it's just amazing. Dissect, and he, he does, he goes through albums that you wouldn't really, and just dissects them. That's clearly what he does, but <laughs> um, he does it professionally now. But it's, uh, um, he just takes, does, does a track per, per, per episode. And he did um, Kanye, um, My Dark Twisted Fantasy, and um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And um, he's done Lauren Hill, and he did, he did Lemonade, and just teaches you about what these songs are about and what they mean. And, and uh, so I've really, really got in, into her in the last year, really, since that. I think she's an amazing artist. How was she live when you saw her as well? And what did Oh, she was fantastic. It was brilliant. It was, that was, again, a great highlight of Glastonbury. It was a shame it was Sunday. The Sunday headline's always a difficult slot because everyone's just absolutely frazzled. ready to go home and frazzled. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tremendous. It was... Uh, yeah, yeah, really, really good. One of the great opening two songs I've ever seen in a set. And um, what you so? What were the opening tracks? Uh, it was "Crazy in Love" and um, followed by the other one. Da -da 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 put a ring on it, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's a power opener, right? That's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a, and Jay Z was watching, and everyone thought you could. They kept showing him on the screen, and you thought he was going to get on stage and everything. It was really cool, really, really good. And. Yeah, so she's she's a tremendous artist, and that album is just when you start knowing what it's about and all the history yeah. of Lemonade and the breakup and everything, it is extraordinary. So I highly recommend Dissect, an American podcast about about music. Yeah, really cool. Brilliant. Well, uh, I bet so there you go, and, there, and there's Friday. So then I'm going back to my town. Actually, I might have to go. I might have to have some sort of, you know, one of those posh caravans backstage just because I'd be so busy all day. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have that R&R &R as well. But, yeah, but yeah. late night will be Brockhampton and Tyler. They'll be off in the woods somewhere or whatever that smaller stage turns into. But yeah, absolutely. Cool. That already feels like a whole festival in a single day, but you smashed it there. And that, that's not even the whole festival. You still got like billions of other things going on. Is there a big nightlife as well? Like there was obviously some late night stuff, but is there like in Glastonbury, there's lots of like party scenes going on. Is that kind of similar? Kind yeah, of well, there's the naughty corner, the southeast corner, <gasps> it's called. And But yeah. I don't really go down there. I go down there and get a little bit edgy. I yeah. <laughs> I don't quite like the music, some of it down there. But anyway, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm always in bed. I can't <laughs> probably by about one or two. I'm not very good at doing late night stuff. Um, especially because you wake up early because it's so hot in the tents and stuff. But yeah, um, there, sure. there would be, there'd be lots of late night stuff here. 
I'm, I'm, I'm more into the late night stuff at, at Latitude. Yeah, I love, I love dance music. So, you know, I love going to see DJs and the, there's this thing called the Disco Shed at, at, um, at Latitude, which will be here actually. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just a shed with a DJ in it and uh, people just dancing, but it's, you know, to disco music. It's great, it's just great. I, I, so I, I, there's got to be late night stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, we wake up slightly hungover on a Saturday morning. I'm still in the so. VIP area. Ooh, and we, uh, who is the first act on on the second stage? On the second stage, the, which I'm calling the smallest stage at the moment, the first act on is um, someone called Kanye West. <laughs> Who is that? Sorry, I, I don't think Kanye I West. Him. I don't know. Well, well <laughs> yeah. you hadn't heard, you hadn't, you hadn't heard of Lauren Hill, so I wouldn't be surprised if you heard of no, Kanye West. Genuinely, like uh, that's the thing with this podcast. I always feel genuinely <laughs> mortified when I don't know someone, and people are like you don't know that. And uh, uh, on one of the podcasts, um, a few people have called me out and saying that I don't know Janelle Manai as well. So I, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've lost my street cred, Tony. Unfortunately. Oh yeah. No, I've seen her as well. I've seen her at last She's amazing. Um, okay, right. So Kanye West, yeah, strange slot to put him on at eleven forty-five yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. Do you, do you think he would do that? Because I think that's uh, if you did, if you didn't put AM and PM, he might have said yes to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he'll do. It. It'll be a. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a bit of a struggle to ask him to come along just to play the. What's the time? Eleven forty-five to twelve forty-five. So an hour. <laughs> opening you know it's a quite a small crowd let's face it on a yeah you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get the crowd he'll get the people but he just won't be because his light show won't look very good because it'll all be too bright and everything anyway but there's a reason for putting him there yes i'm a huge fan of kanye west i think he's amazing he he i was so looking forward to seeing him for the first time ever at glastonbury and he just let me down Oh, I'm it was, sorry. It was a disappointing performance that everyone, that there were so many people saying, he's going to be rubbish, he's going to be rubbish. And you just go, oh, just watch him and see. I don't like Kanye to be good. And, and he was rubbish. He just didn't, he didn't get it. He just yeah. he didn't get it. He didn't even say hello. Or, you know, what he didn't realise is that we, you know, when, when you play at Glastonbury, you've been invited to our party, if you see what I mean, because we've all bought tickets before we know who's playing. Yeah. So, so the first, at least you can do is say, hello. Thanks for having me, or not? Not thanks, but at least say he could have been anywhere in the world. Is what he did. It was just so impersonal and such a, yeah. a missed opportunity. Because I'm sure he'd be fantastic. Uh, nowadays, I don't know. He's 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 clearly a troubled soul at the yeah. moment, and uh, whether he can pull it off. But this would be quite stripped down, really. I don't know what he'll do. He'll, he he he'll probably do it one because it's me. Yeah, <laughs> he'll nice. have. He's got great respect. He doesn't. Yeah. we're not. We're not. I'm not saying we're best friends. We're friends. And, and two, <laughs> it'll WhatsApp, be an opportunity yeah. to yeah. sort of. It'll be an opportunity to to do something different and to to. It's a. I, I think I've I've put a couple of asterisks. Isn't it? Yes, the Glastonbury yeah. apology set. So it's yeah. just some sort of way of making up for for pissing off Glastonbury and 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 also just for it'll get him back on track. I think he needs to get back on track. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, and uh, it means so much when like it, it's just basic uh, kind of uh, performance where you just kind of invite everyone to the room and like you can win over an audience if you, even if you don't if you don't know the the music of the band if they're just warm and inviting and they they have heart and I think that that means more than anything else to me. You know? I think there's a format to festivals whether you like it or not. You know, you are playing in this field with hundred thousand people looking at you on the pyramid stage. It's very famous. You're being seen all over the world and. I don't know. It just it just seemed impolite what he did. I mean, it started off very well. Anyway, I'm not going. Yeah. I, I still am a huge fan of him. I, uh, yeah. You know, less so some of his stuff that comes out, but he's probably produced more music in the last in his in his lifetime that's mm -hmm. that moved me so much the, the, than any other artist. And listen, I'm not 
going to go to war over it if he doesn't want to play 11 <laughs> i'll put i'll put him a bit later yeah just to so, get him there well i i like that though it's kind of like it's a naughty step it's like kanye you need to do you know come back come back on a saturday and do it again yeah. you know do it properly you know what I mean? yeah it's in it's in a county called essex kanye <laughs> it's probably got twenty thousand people tops you'll hello london three, you'll, you'll get 300 no, it's not London. Yeah. It's, it's very different. And you'll probably get 300 that time of the morning, mostly yeah. hungover. But anyway, Tony, Tony really wants you to do it. Tony who? Tony Gardner. Ah, oh, of I'll, I'll do that. I don't know. Why Is that Jack Gardner's uh, dad? Because I, I heard his stuff. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after Kanye. who Kanye is, is, is someone who I love. Is Maggie Rogers. Do you know who Maggie Rogers is? Yes, I do. Uh, only by name. But like I've heard some tracks, but not, not massive. Uh, well, she's, she famously was the one that she went viral because um, Pharrell um, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. saw her play at, uh, uh, went to her music college, the New York College of Music or something, and, and, and just listened to her track and, and just loved it and that's how she became a big star and mm-hmm. but we followed her ever since and I uh, and um my family has and um and me that's and great and we were at her first ever uh gig in in the UK in, in a tiny place underneath the arches in um SE1 somewhere in Borough and uh yeah. met her my son met her afterwards and and and, and Rebecca's fiance but yeah so we've just followed her career and really love her I've seen her several times I think she'd be great Brilliant. She she'll she might have to pick up the crowd after Kanye. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Kanye's People. yet again. He's disappointed. Yeah, this small festival in Essex. He's going to come back another year and do uh, do another apology set at like uh, I'm I'm thinking three a.m. in the morning because uh, you know what yeah. I mean like uh, it gets earlier and earlier every time. Um, okay, so um, let's smash through this uh, smaller stage. Okay, so following on from Maggie will be Camera Obscura, a Scottish band who are wonderful. I hope they're back together. They, they had a, a tragedy by losing um, their keyboard player about four oh. or five years ago, Carrie. Um, Tracy Ann Campbell is a, a fantastic vocalist and uh, um, again, just a band I love and have seen a few times. And um, uh, so that will be fantastic. Yeah, Camera Obscura, followed mm. by, now there's an Asterix, my first Asterix band, which is 10,000 Maniacs who I've followed since the beginning. Funny enough, I was listening to them this week. Oh, wow. Natalie Merchant is the, is the lead yeah. singer, who isn't the lead singer anymore. She left them um, oh, a long, long time ago, but they're still going. But So I would want Natalie Merchant to rejoin with the remaining members of 10,000 Maniacs and, and, and do a greatest hits. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And Followed by the Lemonheads again. Yeah, cool. Yes, Evan Dando's band. Yeah, who aren't aren't in existence, but he could easily get a band together and call them the Lemonheads. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. is showing my '90s sort of indie chops here. This is uh, yeah, the Lemonheads. So that's my that would have been my choice. Followed by Elbow. Everyone knows Elbow. Great festival band. Yeah, absolutely. They've got they've got the sun sunset slot. Isn't that interesting? I've, I've given them the sunset oh, slot. Yeah. That'd be very good. Yeah, I've seen them in the sunset slot on the pyramid at Glastonbury. But yeah, yeah, great. I I I think I saw them there. Uh, was it 2014? Maybe mm-hmm. I think that was a so a I poet was... a poet as my son calls him. Guy Garvey is a poet. Yeah, I know his brother. Isn't that interesting? I know. Yeah, I worked with his brother. His brother Marcus is a. Um, uh, an actor. I, I don't know why I paused. <laughs> yeah, we have to work out where he is, but he's, he's an actor. And uh, yeah, again, that was my thing. That I, I was very excited to meet Marcus because he was the brother of Guy Garvey. But Marcus yeah. is a great guy, great actor. He was in Last Tango in Halifax with me. But uh, so it's my little <laughs> tiny connection to Elba. Headline, headline on the other stage. Take it, take it away from me. 
Kate Bush. Yeah, Kate Bush has never appeared on this podcast, and like, I, I don't know how not because like, people it... don't think she'll turn up because <laughs> she, she's famous. But I think she might, you know, she might do Glastonbury one year. I wouldn't be surprised just because that's more her vibe. But yeah, it's worth asking her. I did see her last um, when she came back and did that that, that series of gigs at the Hammersmith in Hammersmith, yeah. and um, it was fantastic. It was brilliant, and she would be wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. So Kate Bush to headline. Great. Well, what a festival! I can't wait. You know what? Like honestly, your your smaller stage stands up on its yeah. own legs as well. Like uh, genuinely, like uh, it could be its own thing. And um, on the late night, so I've got a late night thing going on in that stage. I haven't quite worked it out yet, but it'll be that all turns into something. You know, it's not a headliner, but it's a late night I, stuff. And I might be wrong with these artists. I've got um, Christine and the Queens. Oh my God! Yes, saw her first gig in at Glastonbury, and um, on the day of the Brexit vote. The oh, result man. of that, two hundred and fifty thousand liberals in a field really <laughs> fucked off. Oh, the first yeah. thing we saw was, um, and we were all so upset. And the first thing we saw was Christine and the Queens and singing in French, and it was just mm-hmm. beautiful and and sad and yeah, a great moment. And uh, she was wonderful, and she's become a big star since. And then a band, probably she might have to swap with who a band called Halos, who I really love. Mm-hmm. Don't know why a friend knew the lead singer and I've followed them since. And they, they're great sort of dancey, massive attack sort of again type of feel. I love that sort of laid back sort of vibe. Might not be right for that slot. I might have to swap them with something a bit more dancey, but um, yeah. possibly. But yeah. No, I, I think that would work as well. It's like, especially if you just, you know, you finish seeing Kate Bush, you need a bit of a chill out. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have seen them do a late night thing at Latitude once. And uh, yeah, I love them. I think they're a great band. So there you go. Okay, brilliant. Um, so uh, let's head to the bigger stage and see who's playing on the day. Bigger stage, yeah, that's an interesting start I've got there. The first act is Lady Lamb. So tell me more about Lady Lamb. Lady Lamb started life. She's a solo singer from America, from Maine, I think. She was first of all called Lady Lamb the Beekeeper. <laughs> I don't know why, and she's, she's yeah. dropped the beekeeper bit. And uh, she's just a, a, a singer, guitarist, and... Um, me and my son and both my sons actually really like her and we've seen her and um yeah she, she's great she's an ex- she's quite writes these great songs that are, just don't have a a, a a usual structure she doesn't really have verses and choruses it sounds weird but anyway it's just someone we really really like that's probably why i put her first because she probably isn't for everyone that saturday morning's quite it's like quite chilled out start people are a bit hungover it's quite a nice way to be introduced to the day it's like oh nice yeah 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 and also it, it, she'll probably draw a bigger crowd than kanye the way he's, <laughs> the way he's going at the moment because she's up against kanye look looking at it looking at my spreadsheet here yeah she's up sure. against kanye so yeah it's definitely there'll be a lot of anti-kanye sentiment so she might draw <laughs> quite a nice crowd because they still haven't forgiven him for, for glastonbury uh, so they'll all say i ain't going to kanye and i'm hungover i'll go and see whoever this is this lady lamb and they'll go she'll be pleasantly surprised because i think she's great if it's not already too late to change it from Tony Stock, you should definitely change it to the anti-kanye sentiment i think that mm-hmm. might be a nice a nice thing to do yeah. fuck um, kanye first yeah. thing yeah, <laughs> but he is on, so you know, at least it's yeah, two yeah. stage. So, unbelievably, uh, the next act is an act I'm messing where, around here, yeah, aren't I? Yeah, I'm you're playing. At, I mean, I've but, gone I, that's you know, Kanye to headline the other stage, and then the second on up is the strokes. <laughs> oh my god, like, and uh, yeah, obviously, like, we're a phenomenal, legendary band, like at one o'clock in the afternoon, that's mental. 
Yeah, a bit weird. Three, one fifteen to two, it says on my spreadsheet here in front of me. Uh, but, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. I quite look forward to that. Yeah, I have seen them a few times. Saw them at Richie yeah. Academy and um, great live band. And uh, yeah, and, and and the last album was terrific. Yes, absolutely. Yes, he says. Absolutely. I love them. Lovely album. What a lovely <laughs> tunes they were writing. And <laughs> the, they've really come back to good God. The songs were plentiful and they sounded uh, magnificent. Yes. yes. Uh, um, well, absolutely. well done the strokes. So well, jolly well in, jolly well in. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be followed by Years and Years, which is more my wife's choice, Years and Years. But I had, did see them at Glastonbury, a fantastic act. Really, really good dancey sort of stuff. Pretty good for that time of day, 2.30 till 3.30. Poppy, dancey, got a great um, front man, can't remember his name. But yeah, really, really good. Followed again by my wife's choice, but I would have chosen these as well. Nothing But Thieves, Essex mm -hmm. Band. A band, Ooh. a band from South End. And uh, they are tremendous. They're such yep. a good band with one of the greatest rock vocalists there's been for decades. How so, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love them a lot. Yeah. Nothing gonna... But Thieves. Oh, you've got to listen to Nothing But Thieves because you're a bit of a rocker, aren't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're just terrific. Really, really good band. Yeah. I will check them out. Thank you. Not, yeah, not was... that heavy. They're not yeah, that yeah. heavy. Yeah, and they're not going to be like, uh, it's not going to be like uh, like a nice, uh, nice and chill metallic. Out, yeah, come on. Let's say uh, mosh bits all around. You know no, what I mean? Not like, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, no, no. But, like, but then again, like, there, there is certain, there's an, uh, like, a vibe at your festival, which is like, nice wholesome and uh, quite chilled out even when it is a bit like uh, yeah. a bit more dancey there's some well, nice like, yeah that, that, i have uh, got a thresh metal, metal stage actually, <laughs> in the woods oh can i, I, can I, was, I can no i was just <laughs> want to go through my stages first <laughs> then you can fuck off to the thrash metal stage where you're going to be all fucking weekend oh, no. off your tits oh, off I'm <laughs> it's just going to be me and Kanye West at the thrash metal stage, yeah. us two only. Like, we're, yeah. it's like we're, we're You'll have to talk him down, just saying, <laughs> Kanye, you know, it's all right, mate. Have some of this. Have a bump of that, mate. Yeah, yeah. And he'll yeah. be fine. He'll talk yeah. 10 to the dozen and fall asleep. While Megadeth are playing, we're having a nice chat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Thank you, uh, thank you for giving me that thrash metal stage in the woods. You're welcome. <laughs> so we got to talk about the final three of the Saturday. And final is... three. That's an interesting final three. I might have trouble with all three of these people. One to get two Cause... of them to reform, and two whether they'll <laughs> like they'll like not being headliners because I think all three will like being headliners. Absolutely. Possibly not. The six till night seven fifteen slot is taken by Stevie Wonder. And um, like, like you can't argue Stevie Wonder. No, yeah. no matter where you stand on uh, your mutual tastes, you have to love Stevie Wonder. What a legend! Yeah, I've always adored Stevie Wonder, and um, yeah, uh, that would be great. It was wonderful at Glastonbury, and I saw him there, and I saw him do the songs in the key of life, his famous double album at Hyde Park a few years back. Oh and, wow! Uh, glorious, just glorious. So he's probably a headliner. But uh, listen, I, again. I'm in meetings and oh, we'll work. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, he, he's you got you've got some good clout with him. Stevie's doing you a strong one. But so next, next to last, Stevie, say, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie probably needs an early night to be honest. So I don't yeah. want to keep him up late. He's he's coming close to eighty now. I think is he? Maybe seventies, eighty, but, maybe nearly eighty. So he needs to go to bed. So I'm doing him a favor by putting him yes. there. Plus, it's all going to kick off a bit because Saturday night it looks like it's indie night because the second to last band is the Stone Roses. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, this is formed, split up, reformed. At the moment, they've split up, but I think they might be back. But um, no, 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 I think they'll come back for this. They'll reform yes. for this. No, they won't be back. Yeah. They're, just, they're always fighting, but uh, terrific. Great band. Terrific. Keep saying terrific. 
that's terrific fest. Um, <laughs> Tony, Tony's terrific fest. Mm. It's top, top hole fest. Uh, so Stone Roses followed by um, Oasis. And they'll wow. wrap reforming Oasis. It's going to happen one day. Yeah. Just, we have a, we have, yeah, we always talk about who, who so, like Glastonbury again, but yeah. It'd be right. So like, imagine, imagine like you're there on your Saturdays and you're there. It's Stevie Wonder, Stone Roses, then Oasis. Your head would explode. That, that's like, that's Actually enough. A lot of people would stay for all three. I think a lot of Stone Roses oh, fans, yeah. Stone Roses come on stage to, um, Stoned Love by the, the Supremes. Yeah. Uh, that's a Motown song. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people of a certain age would like Stevie Wonder as well. So that's not a bad slot. Um, Oasis, yeah, well, it's going to happen one day. They'll, they'll be back so, one day. It might take a few years, but they'll be back. And I've seen them lots. I saw them on, gosh, I saw them the December after Definitely Maybe came in the- um, Oh my God, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know much about them and um, whatever had just come out and just saw this band. I've never seen it. I swear to God, I've never seen anything like it. Oh, my His God. front man is just was it was just extraordinary. He was just he was just the greatest front man I've ever seen. And still is. I think he was just brilliant. So it is. And, and Liam was supposed to play at Glastonbury this year, wasn't he? But um, uh, no, he played last year. He was supposed to be at Latitude this year. So, so yeah. you have essentially three potential headliners there. So why why did you pick Oasis to be the top of that bill? Why why did they just take the final slot of that night? Because it's the first gig they've done since reforming, because they're reforming specifically for this festival. Um, so that's the only way I can get them there. <laughs> Which I think will be a moment. It will be fantastic. Liam's singing much better. I think they will get back together, but it, it'll take a few years. But um, it'll be very exciting to see. That's wonderful. Oasis, again, a band that's probably produced so much music that's moved me over the last uh, two decades. You know. do, you, do you think they would get on with the Stone Roses as well? Do you think that would yeah, be Yeah, 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 of... yeah. I'm sure they're fine. I, I think they know each other. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they do. I saw John Squire play um, play with this, with Oasis at Nebworth. Oh, brilliant. On Sunday cool. at Nebworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for that. I was there both days for that, actually. Yeah, so I'm an Oasis fan and a Stone Roses fan. I saw Stone Roses in the 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 reformed stuff about four or five years ago but yeah cool okay let's quickly move on to the sunday because uh you know what like again if friday was a festival in Cannes, saturday is like five festivals in Cannes. oh my god so i have no no doubt sunday's gonna blow my socks off as well so let's let's start again I've look, looks look looking at sunday it looks like i've i've thought about it i've made yeah. it there's definitely a theme to the main stage so we go to the smaller stage first mm-hmm. um so Starts with a band called Lady Hawk, who's yes. a, a, a female artist from New Zealand who our family loves, and um, she's produced. The only, that's just one of those things that we just used to play in the car when dropping the kids off at school. But uh, yeah, yeah, Lady Hawk um, would be a great opening act. What I love about your knowledge is that not only do you have a wide array of female uh, acts, but also international acts. And on top of that, you know so much about each of the artists that you have on the Stitcher. Like, like I have the same kind of thing, but not to the same degree. Like, you know uh, loads of different band members by name as well. This is wonderful. I love how much you, uh, your brain has that as well. No, I've never thought about that. I suppose once I sort of, yeah, it's so easy to do now, isn't it? You just yeah. them. But yeah, I do like sort of finding out who these people are. And um, yeah, and then stalking them and getting... <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. It's <laughs> yeah. Lovely callback there. <laughs> <laughs> so followed Lady, Lady Hawk's going to be followed by Laura Marling. Wonderful. Yes. Quite a nice slot for a 115 to 2 on the other stage. And uh, 
yeah, she's she's a, an absolute genius, beautiful um, guitarist, wonderful singer, fantastic songwriter. I mean, it's, can't, doesn't get much. That last album of hers is off a scale good. Song for Our Daughter, it's called. Very good. She's brilliant. Uh, followed by another... Oh, God, it's embarrassing. Isn't it? All these female... <laughs> no, it's good. Um, the Japanese House. There's lovely, yeah. trip, trippy sort of beautiful vocalist. Um, she's a singer-songwriter called Amber Rain. Uh, Amber Bain, sorry. Um, um, Amber Bain. Called brilliant. Amber Bain. Amber Rain. Amber Rain. <laughs> nice Amber Rain is the, uh, the sequel to the Prince song. It's not as good. but uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber Bain and uh, yeah she's she's fantastic and uh, yeah lovely stuff that sort of stuff I can listen to and work you know it's one of those sort of very sort of ambient sort of uh, lovely music in the background and um, mm -hmm. yeah very ethereal yeah she'd be great. Uh, Wolf, Wolf Alice I have a uh, yeah talking about meeting musicians and stuff I met Wolf Virus once because they asked because I tweeted about them when I saw them at Glastonbury years and years ago. Yeah, I was into them and so they asked me to be in their video. Oh was, wow, that's so cool! Of course I want to be in there. Very fantastic! I was so excited to meet them, and it's that's the first time I was sort of meeting proper pop stars and things. And, mm -hmm. and I remember remember going to meet them and sort of seeing them and and uh, they're, they're about nineteen, you know, sort of yeah. really see them and they're not on stage. They really are very young. I was going, hi, really nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. They were going, oh, it's really nice to meet you. We like my Aww. parents are aliens. <laughs> they were fans of my parents are aliens. And I was sort of, you know, we're both sort of mutual admiration of each other. But yeah, That's so I did great. a video called Giant Peach, which I'm very proud of. It was a great one day's filming and um, yeah. made their manager. And uh, yeah, and it's the song they end their set with usually. And uh, well, it's very exciting. I that's that's something we never really talked about on this podcast, but music videos and like and obviously you are a, an actor and you obviously know how it works on like TV sets and films, but like how how does it work on the music video set as well? Like how was that experience? It was interesting because I've only ever done one, that one, and it's it's all usually done in a day, and and the yeah. speed of it, it was like guerrilla filmmaking. I've never seen anything like it, and they just make up so much stuff on the hoof. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, you get a lot of you know you're making three or four minute film in one day. I mean, and, and sort of quite complicated stuff, but a lot of it is, yeah, do that. No, try that, do that. But there's no, you, they, they've got to get through it very, very quickly. If you see the video, it's got so many different bits, but they just bang it out. But these guys are, are brilliant. You know, they, ultimately you've just got to take some footage of them miming to the song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was, it was really, really nice. It turned out really well. So, um, but so I'm a huge fan of Wolf Alice. I was anyway, and now I sort of feel, they won the Mercury Prize for their last album. And, um, yeah, nice. I feel as though I'm part of their journey, which for someone who's a huge fan of, not a part of their journey, but I, I'm in their journey. I, for someone who was, who's, who's such a fan of musicians, it was quite exciting for me. The, they actually said um, the only reason they won the Mercury Prize was because there was um, some actor in their music video at some point. I, very, I, I can't very remember. Much so. Yeah, I very can't much remember. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by, after Wolf Alice, they'll be great rocking out. Um, Bonnie Vare, who's just genius. Justin Vernon, uh, Bonnie you Bear is um... genuinely like I, I might be very. I'm from North Yorkshire, and I uh, I've I've only seen Bonnie uh, written down. So I was thinking, oh, that's Bon Iver right there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would have done that. I would yeah. have done that. And funny enough, I, I did listen to Laura Marling talking about him on a podcast <laughs> about a month ago, and she called him Bon Iver, but it is Bonnie Bear. Um, okay. Why I don't yeah. know, but it's it means good winter, I suppose, or it's a version of that. But yeah, he's, he's his real name's Justin Vernon, but um, tremendous artist, really good. Always does different things, excites, and um, 
does lots of stuff with Kanye as well. And uh, but anyway, yeah, he'd be great. I'd like to see him. I have seen him. Uh, followed by the streets. God, I've got the streets. Oh in. wow, nice. what a treat! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a great band. They'd be fantastic. Probably put them on late at night. I might move them. Um, yeah, but yeah. Followed by Radiohead, of course. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's quite surprising. Got them on the other stage. Are they yeah. going to do that? I think they will. To be honest, they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. Uh, and it's me. And like uh, Tom York's like, oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm a I'm a fan of my parents are aliens. Uh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> my kids, my kids are a fan. Of my parents. Are, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I think. Uh, that's that's a that's a bold choice, as bold as uh, Stone Roses uh, uh, and the uh, Stevie uh, But it's quality, quality. Choice. It is quality. It's a bold choice to put them on the other stage. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh well, they'll see why. They'll understand why. Absolutely. When we go away and go to the other stage, and then the late night stuff. This is late night stuff. This is this is what the late night stuff should be. So this is dance music. Underworld probably in one yes. of my favorite bands. Yeah, I just love Underworld. They just you know mean so much to me and. Um, uh, they'd be just amazing late night. And uh, um, and then a band called Sophie Tucker, who I've got into during lockdown, who've, oh, who wow. do a, a, a half-hour DJ set. They're on about the 160th. They've done it ever oh, since bless. the beginning. And um, they're an American um, boy and girl duo, um, brilliant DJs, but also great musicians as well. And uh, I think they're going to be huge. And what they've done for people in lockdown has been fantastic. Um, so every day at, I think, 6 six o'clock uk time they're on twitch doing their um their dj set and they'd just be brilliant djing late at night after underworld that'd be a good night and why um as you uh quite right i've got i've got i've got a dance area as well i think as yeah well, to be honest matt <laughs> uh the dance area is right next to the thrash metal tent as well uh, in fact mm -hmm. they, you can't really hear the thrash metal because the dance is too loud yeah yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. um but um, what I, as you mentioned, like, what I really like is like a lot of artists who have done it daily as well. And obviously when you start out in lockdown, doing stuff daily, it's like, oh, this is only going to last like a couple of weeks, uh, uh, very minimum. But then, uh, uh, yeah, but like then obviously people have been doing it for like uh, 160 days straight as well. So Yeah, I, like, think, I think yeah. they're going to go, you know, they'll get to 200, I think. And they're, they're clearly locked down. They're in some nice place in America um, and they have other artists doing it. I've really enjoyed the the Twitch and the DJ sets uh, on Twitch. So the D I, I, I don't go to clubs or anything as such, but I, I like watching DJs work and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and Sophie Tucker have been doing this every day. And I just, it's sort of stuff I really always fascinated by watching DJs work. And it's been quite good for lockdown. They've just been, you know, just, just doing their stuff and mm -hmm. just putting it out there. Yeah. Cool. So I think um, we've, um, We've only got uh, uh, the main stage left on Sunday, and uh, it's a, it's a, I'm going to say it's a perfect finish. So take it away, Tony. Yeah, so it looks like these are really big bands in my um, musical upbringing, I suppose. Or, or yeah, uh, it looks more, it's quite indie, I'd probably call it. Yeah, yeah it's, an indie, it's an indie day. So it starts off with a, an artist called Roddy Frame, who I wouldn't expect you to know. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. No? I, 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 I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's all right. No, no. Have you heard of a band called Aztec Camera? Uh, rings a bell, but I can't say I know much yeah. about them. Do you know that Boris Johnson's our prime minister? 
sorry, who, uh, I, I know it's uh, Gordon. Br- you, still, you, still, <laughs> I, you used to have to ask uh, elderly patients the, um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah. Test, the test for dementia back in the <laughs> 80s. And you used to sort of say, count backwards from seven. You have to ask me. I used to be a doctor, you see. So you used to. Oh, really? You, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got to count, count backwards from seven. And these are tests you do or whatever. And, and do this and do that. And they've no, nothing there, nothing there. And one of the tests, what's the date? What's your name? Where do you live? And then one thing you always had to ask them was, um, who's the prime minister? And everyone, even however, however, however demented they were, would always go, Margaret Thatcher, Maggie. <laughs> oh, Maggie, yeah, Maggie Thatcher. They all knew Margaret yeah. Thatcher. So that's why I asked you, the prime minister. Yeah, yeah, wow. You didn't, you didn't know anything else. Anyway, Roddy Frame. <laughs> doesn't know I... Lauren Hill is. You've got a lot of homework to do, Matt. Oh, yeah, to Hold literally. on to that VIP laminate. You've got oh, a lot of work to do. Oh, next I'm year. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Like next year, it's been well. It's a year, it's, you've got a year till this festival goes on, and well, I'm, I'm hoping it might be next year. If not, we're going to push it back to the year. I feel that I'm going to have to do a Glastonbury apology set for you next year as well. And that, yeah, in fact, I'm going to come back uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm going to put Kanye to shame. I'm going to uh, I'll, I'll know everything about everybody. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Roddy Frame, Aztec Camera. That's. It's a bit of homework for you. Listen to that wonderful band. He was 19 and in two weeks made his first album oh uh, called Highland Hard Rain. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful album. Um, one of probably one of my top 10 albums of all time. Uh, a big shout out to Tim uh, Burgess from the Charlatans for doing something called Tim's Twitter listening party. Have you heard of that? Uh, I haven't, but I, I okay, know well, that's, that's another. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's another. <laughs> <laughs> well done that's another thing that's been fantastic in lockdown and he did he did this album on that um anyway uh so roddy frame be a wonderful star one of the great guitarists uh in the country uh followed by a band called the sundays who aren't in existence anymore but they're still they're a husband and wife um band who could easily get back together i'm expecting them to anytime um so i'm hoping they get back together the sunday's first two albums were wonderful particularly the first album mm-hmm. uh, again they're a 1980s band uh then a band called the wedding present who i love very very much and have um been into since the uh 80s and are still going and uh, i've got to know them uh through sort of being on their documentary film that they made and that sort of stuff so oh, that's wow. very exciting so i love the wedding present God, I've got mm-hmm. wedding present stuff all around me. I think signed albums and stuff. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and they've never played a decent festival, from what I've seen. They do their own festival called At the Edge of the Sea in Brighton. But um, I'd like David Gedge, who's the lead, lead singer and um, the main artist in the wedding present, I'd like them to do certainly Glastonbury one year. If they can't do Glastonbury, they'll do this one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the wedding present, followed by a band called The House Martins. Yes, who have yeah. to, who have to reform? Oh God, I'm such a fanboy. I've, I've met I've met I've met Stan Cullimore from the um, House Martins, the lead guitarist, mm-hmm. um, which was very exciting for me. They're an '80s band, brilliant band, such yeah. a great great band. Um, uh, first album was called London Nil Hull Four, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a, a song called Happy Hour. That's probably their yes, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the House Martins would have to reform. So it would be. Um, Stan Cullimore and Paul yeah. Heaton, who went on to form Beautiful Self. And their bass player was Norman Cook, who's mm-hmm. Fat Boy Slim. Yes, yeah. So that would be fun to have Norman Cook have to get up on stage. And yeah. The <laughs> yes, oh again. my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. he's bound to be there somewhere doing seven sets at night, like a Glastonbury thing, because he went yeah, there. I would love to keep him away. So that would be nice. Um, Followed again, these have got a reform, but again, a husband and wife band um, called Everything But The Girl, Tracy Thorne and Ben Watt, who I adore. Mm-hmm. and uh they're 
I like all their all their stuff, particularly the the last two more dancey sort of albums. Um, so I'd like them to reform. So, so again, you, they started in the eighties. Yeah, I think eighty two. Is there something about the idea that you like artists who have like a, fam- a family connection or some kind of like other than just bandmates as well? Is there because no. it's, it's just the just answer a happen to, to that, Matt is no. No, no, no. Honestly, I don't think there is. Again, I think the 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 thing. Again, looking at it, I like. Obviously, I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head now, just looking at them. But yeah, singer songwriters. I I like fun lyrics. Everything but the girl, Tracy Thorne's one of the great female vocalists, one of the most beautiful female voices of of all time, in my opinion. And uh, um, yeah, the female voice is something is is. Uh, something I've, I just love for some reason. I don't know why. Just is, and that's why they're all on. They're all coming along. It's going to be a really good backstage. I tell you, we're going to have some fun. Uh, can I tell, yeah, that that VIP room, that green room, is going to be absolutely yeah, rocking. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, you know, you can't really hear them because they they're just all like uh, singing your praises, literally as well. Oh, it's, it's well, part no, of the pre-requirement. Listen, I'm just I just sit on the throne, keep it <laughs> there, really. You know, they, they I, I sit on the throne in my device. crown and yeah. sit <laughs> and not draw attention to myself, yeah. Matt. Yeah, Just and uh, yeah, occasionally that's... people will walk up and give me drinks. And yeah, uh, the cider bus uh, honks at you every time you finish your yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah, cider bus. Yeah, yeah. and Jack Garner is nowhere to be seen. So uh, no, it'll yeah. be there somewhere. Um, so who are the final two? So the oh, final the two acts, yeah, quite troubling, the, my lead actor, really. But there you go. So subbing on the Sunday, the act before the final act is, are the Arctic Monkeys. Wow, um, yeah. You yep, were yep. just one of our, I suppose, as a, my family, they're probably one of the, my, our favourite bands, apart from the last album. Uh, yeah, what did you not, think about? Because um, I can't remember the name, but it was uh, um, Hotel oh, Moon Base. Space and talk yeah. shit. <laughs> Right, because my I'm brother, sorry, I, hotel yeah. base tranquility something. Oh, yeah, uh, tranquility I, I base, wanted yeah. I wanted to love it so much, and I just didn't. I just didn't. Well, like Arctic Monkeys are very interesting. But my brother used to be is like the world's biggest fan of them, and uh, so I know them from him. And when I grew up, I didn't like Arctic Monkeys for that reason, but I yeah. can now understand again there's that tribalism. And but uh, equally, like. Uh, with, with Arctic Monkeys, though, like they have lots of different... I think they were trying to put a different sound out there, and I wasn't sure how it worked for them. I always like I always like when an artist takes a punt at something experimental, but I think you have to acknowledge when it doesn't necessarily work or, you know, t- try, yeah, try things I, out. I, I listened to the Beatles the other day for the first time for a while. You know, and I think I had something, I can't remember what it was. It was maybe the White Album or something. And, and you know, that was a band that lasted for, I don't know, eight years, whatever pretty much what the Arctic Monkeys have been around for. And and clearly they did that sort of thing. And it just felt that the Arctic Monkeys were trying to do something that was very different. But yeah. ultimately it wasn't, it was just dirge. It didn't, it just didn't work for some reason. It didn't, it's such a shame. Yeah, because I think it was a concept album, but I, yeah, I, I just don't think, yeah, I'm not quite sure how it yeah. panned out. But, but I do like... love them. I do, and I think they've given me some of the, you know, greatest moments at Glastonbury and, and, um, and and live they're fantastic and my daughter's at Sheffield doing uh, doing a degree at Sheffield so there's a sort of connection mm. there as well she said freshers week you know walking down West Street in Sheffield you know every yeah. other bar would have the Arctic monkeys coming up because they own them Do yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah, like, yeah 
Arctic Monkeys is their band. When you were there in the 80s, it would have been, you know, the cult were your band or 90s. Mm. Cult were your band. I just love that idea. But um, yeah, no, they're, they're terrific. So Arctic Monkeys would be, and they'd be happy not headlining because we're asking a band to reform. And this is very unlikely. In fact, almost completely unlikely. They're not going to reform. Um, the Smiths. And yeah, and the, like, you can't really go, well, I can't say you can't go wrong with the Smiths. Well, well you can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You, can, you seriously you can. can go wrong because of how Morrissey is at the moment or, or yes. has developed into uh, how permanent it is. But he, he's, he's, he's clearly um, uh, full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, he's a very troubled man and he's coming out with all this right wing shit that he's always flaunted you know over the years and, mm -hmm. and and we sort of forgiven him there was lots of controversies in the in the 90s because we love this band and i i was at college for between 92 and 87 sorry eight, 1982 to 1987 i was a, a medical student and the smiths were from 1982 to 1987 they only lasted for that long and stopped too they're 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 just part of my you know, DNA really, or, yeah. or, 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 or just the, the soundtrack to that time of my life, which is probably one of the most formative times of your life. So absolutely, I adore them. I'd like them to reform. Um, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think they won't. I know they won't. They never will. Morrissey's a twat. Um, <laughs> but, but, but the music is still the greatest music. And then we start getting into all the, can you separate the artists from the, you know, from, yeah. from the music. And yes, you can. That's why we're not having Rob Harris and Jimmy Savile in the, in the dance tent. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, what, what a way to finish the festival that would be as well. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the, the, we had the Wrongans tent as well. No, but you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, of, or, yeah. you know, can you listen to Michael Jackson, I suppose, is a better example than yeah. Rob Harris and Jimmy Savile. You know, I, it's, find, it's, it, I find it difficult to listen to Rob, Michael Jackson. And I, 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 I've had long arguments about well, this. And, uh, but no, the Smiths, um, Genuinely, uh, I think, yeah, it's quite difficult. We've had this conversation quite a lot on uh, Castle, and it's quite difficult to, uh, yeah, it's hard to end up where, where to go. Because I think if it's emotionally, people are connected to that music. And obviously, they can connect to that music before they hear allegations and stuff like that. That's why if you look at, uh, uh, there's a really good R. Kelly documentary called um, um, Surviving R. Kelly. It was on Netflix. I think it still is. And it's it's very, like, uh, it is quite traumatizing. It's quite uh, horrendous, but also you see the, their music fans are defending him, and it feels uh, and yeah, uh, and I think it's I can understand why they would do that. I don't agree with it, uh, but I can see it why they can do that because they love that person so much, and it was so much for that community that I think they, there was that connection there. But it, but so much that they don't see the truth, if you know what I mean. And I think that's that's the issue, isn't it? And uh, but, it's yeah, it's an it's an interesting discussion. I don't think that the Smiths are in R. Kelly or no, Michael Jackson for territory. Sure, for sure. I mean, you know, all they've got is a is a, a lead singer who's turned into a bit of a twat. But it means that <laughs> yeah. it, we're not stopping listening to the music. We still, you know, the music we still love. And I can I can distance because he's not done enough. If Morrissey was a paedophile, I would, probably wouldn't be able to listen to the Smiths. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I, mean, I just wouldn't. It's weird. It's just that's just the yeah. that's me. That's my personal thing. Yeah. I think too much water's gone under the bridge. I have met not no uh, funny enough i've got two albums on my wall signed by johnny marr because oh wow johnny smith's rank and strange ways here we come because johnny marr's kids 
came on to the My Parents Are Aliens set when they were kids. No way. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. They were so excited. You go, hello. It was like Wolf Alice again. Go, yeah, yeah, hello, yeah. Hello, Brian. I'm going, hello, Johnny Mars kids. Can you get your dad to sign my albums? Please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. His son's a musician now. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... The Smiths, uh, yeah, we play this game every time we go to every time we go out of the pub. Really, who would you most like to see at Glastonbury? Clearly, it was, yeah, it was always Prince. Prince would be the would have been the greatest headliner. And I, if we were going to go posthumously, I'd probably, yeah. probably Prince would headline the Saturday at this festival. But uh, but the other one's always going to be um, uh, the Smiths. And I've seen the Smythes there so many times. There, like yeah. this, uh, the the the. Fake Smiths, whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, and Johnny Marr last year saw him, wonderful, fantastic, and, and the Killers, Killers yeah. had um, Johnny Marr come on, and, and they did this charming man. And uh, oh yes, mate, it and was, it was great. And the thing is with Johnny Marr, uh, and like he has just gone from strength to strength as well. And uh, yeah, and just to see the amount of studio work he's done over the last like uh, uh, three decades is phenomenal do you know what I mean like he's uh, worked with so many bands produced so many albums it's uh, he's an absolute like he, yeah. he's like but, a, but, yeah wonderful yeah but it's not the Smiths yeah, <laughs> so yeah, not, I mean yeah, you yes, Johnny Marr yeah. you know it's and even Johnny Marr singing you know Smith songs he does it really well it's fantastic but it's not Morrissey and even seeing Morrissey who I've seen several <laughs> yes, times, yeah. you know, including at Glastonbury, you know, he does Smith songs. It's not the Smiths. You know, it's, you need the whole package. And it's like seeing Liam do Oasis songs. Yeah, it's great, fantastic, but it's, it's not Noel, it's not Bonehead. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's a real fantasy to get them there. I know that's not going to happen, but that is mm. who I would most like to headline Glastonbury would what? be the Smiths. Mm. Oh, well, uh, and my festival, of course. I've got to say, what a like, what jam packed. Morrissey can shut the fuck up <laughs> I, as long as he doesn't say anything. Yeah. As long as he, he and, and, and he, or, you know, he can speak and he can apologise for being a twat. Um, but he, he's going to have to do that before Johnny Marr even sits in the same room as him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have to just stand, you know, just stand up and say, "Look, I've been a twat. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was drunk. Um, can we just sing?" the songs of the this five <laughs> yeah. years that we were together i think there's 70 of them or something <laughs> any one of them will do yeah. yeah yeah so that would be amazing and oh. that is tony stock absolutely beautiful stuff there and i, I fireworks I, yeah oh, see no. you next year everyone i'll come on the stage at the end <laughs> hey arms round johnny marr and and not morrissey <laughs> <laughs> Morris is going to have to change his whole moral compass to even yeah. come to this festival. Or maybe he could sing, but he's in the stocks the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got the head through <laughs> the planks. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they, it could. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I love that festival, and it's, I love how much time and effort you put into it as well. It, uh, but without further ado, I think it's time to deal with some floor fillers.
As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that Tony has to deal with in a manner that he sees fit. Okay, so your first question, Tony, is, uh, oh no, Beyonce's cancelled last minute on Friday. Who do you get to replace her? Uh, the police. Oh wow! It's, it's yeah, I a, think so. I saw them. I saw them reform, and I was they were disappointing. But even so, I mean, they're three yeah. brilliant musicians, and um, as long as they don't argue, and even it doesn't matter that they argue. They're <laughs> so I think I, I think the police would be a good headliner. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't put them in anyway, but um, yeah, the police uh, just uh, would be a great re replacement for Beyonce. Wonderful. Um, so, oh dear, someone is running late to your festival, and you need to fill for time. Fortunately, one of your favorite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. And they don't need to be a DJ, but just any celebrity whatsoever. Which celebrity would you pick? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, which celebrity? Well, I'd have to have Fatboy Slim. I think Fatboy Slim doing it. Yeah. It's going to be pretty good, to be honest. Safe I don't hands. Mess around. I don't want, I don't, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you don't really want someone who's not a DJ doing a DJ set, do you? I don't know. It could be quite cool. No, because like I'm really into the whole technical side of DJing. I don't understand it. I don't know it. But I think seeing, you know, it should be Fatboy Slim doing it with I don't know, some other great big DJ who I can't remember the name of. Okay, that's brilliant. The Gallagher's act like total divas towards you. How do you get your revenge? No, I'd be fine with that. They can do exactly <laughs> what they like as long as they, they, I don't, they won't, they won't want to talk to me. I always define people in life about whether I'd like to go to the pub with them or not. And, and I've always said for years, actually, up until about the last five years, that a great example would be Noel Gallagher. I'd love to go to the pub with Noel. That would yeah. be great. Liam, no, he'd be a pain in the ass. And now I've changed it because Liam's become quite nice, actually. So I yeah. would like to go to the pub with either of them. But I, I fully expect uh, both of them would hate me because <laughs> they, they just think, oh, posh git and all that sort of stuff. But I've got a slight gain because I, uh, I was born in Manchester. But, um, yeah. So possibly, but no, I, I don't think they'd be interested in me or talk to me. That's oh, absolutely right. fine. You want your pop stars to be a bit like that, don't you? Rock stars. But I still think Noel, I think he's a, one of the funniest guys. He's yeah, absolutely, funny. yeah. And, and Liam's becoming very funny as well. What a shame. That's a, that's, yeah, so we've got to get them together. There's a lot of people who've got to reform for this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so um, uh, one of your acts um, forgets their equipment, but good news, they can do an acoustic set. Who out of your whole lineup would you pick to do an acoustic set? Um, ben Folds. Oh, yes. And by acoustic, I mean a grand piano. I've seen him do his grand piano set. And yeah, so Ben Falls, that's a bit of a cheat because that's something he does anyway. So let's think of another acoustic. Heim. I think Heim would be very good. Heim, good shout. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do an acoustic set. They're, they're great musicians. Okay. So Stone Roses and Stevie Wonder had some bad beef. There's some like, you know, they, 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 they hate each other, you know, and um, uh, they can't stand the other one. And they say they won't perform if the other one is performing on the bill. Which one do you choose between Stevie Wonder and the Stone Roses? Uh, I choose the Stone Roses. Just and because I think it's more of an event to have Stone Roses and then Oasis. And for sure. Stevie, look, I, I'm worrying about his age a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, and I have seen him, so that's to be completely selfish. So Stevie, just, you know, wind your neck in. Just, it's Ian like Brown. It's Ian Brown. No one fucking takes any notice of him anyway. Yeah. Just let him get on with it. <laughs> but I don't understand what he says. It's like, fine, it's it's okay. It's Ian Brown. No one understands anything. He's just, yeah. he's just he's a 56-year-old man in <laughs> trainers and, and a denim jacket. Just let yeah. it be. 
You can't, I can't believe you say wind your neck into Stevie Wonder. Imagine yeah, yeah, that. yeah. No, it's time for Stevie just to... He's not, it's not that important. He shouldn't. He should just get along with it. Just He's obviously got pissed off by Ian. Usually, it would be Ian Brown pissing him off <laughs> doing some blind joke. Uh, yes, sure. it was. Let's see. Honestly, it was distasteful. It was wrong. He shouldn't have done it, but he's off his tits. Yeah. <laughs> right. And finally... Um, the people of Tony Stark absolutely love you, Tony, and they want you to sing one song at your festival. If you had to join a band uh, to pick uh, to sing one song, which song would you pick to sing? Uh, I'd have to sing with the Smiths. Yeah, but have to. I'd probably try and sing some sort of backing. Nothing. Not. I wouldn't want to sing. You know, I'd sing some backup. I would learn the backup. But it's the only backup artist that the Smiths ever had was was Kirsty McColl really so I'd probably have to do that and I don't think I could do that range so hang on let me have a look down the list um if no I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything because I would ruin everything I, if I could sing backup vocals uh okay uh, King Princess no the Strokes Strokes I could probably that's my range I could yeah sing. for sure you put like a lot of people aren't as uh, rational or benevolent as you, because a lot of people, when I ask that question, is like, I can't sing, but I will absolutely go for it for the, the headlines. Like, no, but that's, but, but I'm sure I think, and I, you haven't told me the answer to this, but I suspect a lot of people went for posthumous acts, yeah? Well, it depends, because uh, certain acts, uh, uh, listeners, you can check out all the previous episodes. Yeah, uh, it makes you want to uh, listen uh, to all of them, yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, and there are some wonderful acts, and Tony, uh, joking. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, it's one of those, yeah, it's, so some people, it's in being a mixed bag. I think uh, some people have really lent into it. Um, in fact, like places, um, people like Dame Baptiste and the whole festival called Afterlife, where it was all posthumous people. Uh, but sometimes it's been a mixed bag of different things. And I think yeah, it's yeah. been, like, uh, like uh, yeah, it's like a bit, it's a bit more of an odd selection, but but with your, uh, there's sometimes it's a different concept, and yours is certainly one of the. Well, yeah, see, so mine's fixed in it, yeah. this could actually happen. Yeah, like yours is the most realistic in terms of yeah. it's in, the, and the way you've approached it has had a realist angle to it, which I've thank really you. appreciated. And um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. What an absolute joy it's been. Well, you know, it's been far more fun than I was expecting. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not at all. I knew it was going to be fun. Listen, it's it's my wheelhouse. It's yeah. like I can sit and talk about festivals all day long, as I usually do at festivals. Yeah. So it's sort of what I do, and I'm very used to. It's just that usually no one wants to listen. So oh, to, no. have, to have a, 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 a someone the other side of a, a Zoom meeting listening to me spout on about all these acts. No, it's um, yeah, it's been great. Honestly, it's been an absolute joy. And uh, where can people find you online, Tony? Uh, Twitter at Tony Gardner. <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, or Instagram, yeah, Twitter or Instagram. That's the way to get in touch with me. But I'm, I don't really have product. I just have um, a, a, a need to work. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I just so much. want a job. <laughs> yeah, if you have any jobs, uh, uh, yeah. like uh, if you've got any festival management business, any acting open. work yeah. at all, <laughs> yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, well, thank you so much for listening to this uh, wonderful Castle episode. Uh, if you really like what we do, please follow us online at Castle Podcast on Twitter. And you can also email us at castlepodcast at gmail.com if you want to submit your own festival to the podcast. Uh, uh, beyond that, please give us a five-star rating on Apple and any other podcast server you can. And beyond that, uh, do we tell your friends about it and promote it as much as possible. But do join me in saying a massive thank you to my absolutely delightful guest, Tony Gardner. Thank you.